synapse in my memory bank, but what is her name? Hello, I say, saluting with two fingers my trademark, immortalized by Hirschfeld and a swirl of Nina's on the front page of the theater section of the New York Times. I hope you haven't been waiting long, I say, as Charlotte, her hand over the mouthpiece of her phone, announces clear across the room, It's Mr. Glenn calling from Chicago for the fourth time. He doesn't believe you're not in. I'm not in yet, I say. I'm still in the reception room. He just said, Gurley, tell your boss to pick up the phone. What did you say? I said my name isn't Gurley. Charlotte Neville should have been a playwright and not have taken on the most demanding task of the American theater as my personal assistant. As a blackmailer, Charlotte could be instantly rich. She knows secrets of mine even I have forgotten. Now what I'd almost forgotten was the woman with the familiar face. She uncrosses her legs. I see them, I see them. In a single upward movement she stands. I reach to take both her hands in mine, and she instead puts out her cheek for a kiss. I kiss my saluting fingers and touch her cheek. Safer, I say, and she dutifully executes a hearty laugh and says, The whisper on the street is that Ruth Welch has had it with the play. The moment she leaves, I want you to call me, Ben. She slips me a piece of twice-folded paper. It's my private number. Is this a seduction or a petition? Who is she? In fact, she adds, if I can borrow a script now, I'd be ready to read for the part if she takes off without notice. Ruth Welch will never leave this production alive, I say. Besides, you're much too beautiful for the part. I know, I know, she would forego her beauty for a leading role. Mephistopheles, you need to work the theater district more. Everyone is ready to deal. In another instant, I am inside my office, safe from the innocent ingenue whose precursors warmed and cursed my past. On all four walls, posters of plays sing my history. Thank God for my private John. I lock the door behind me, unzip, and instruct its aim. Washing up, I cannot avoid the mirror. My hand-combed hair is a nest of ripples, spirals, twists, and coils. I succumb to convention and use a comb, thinking, why has no barber ever found a way of taming this mane? Or at least suggesting that I let him try a little something that will make the gray strands match their neighbors. I ball up the paper towel and arc it toward the basket, two points. I encourage the mirror to notice the dimple in my right cheek. At my desk, I reach for the phone to call Ezra. On the back of my left hand, I see the wandering shape of a vein, a blue worm under the skin. My right hand seems perfectly normal for a man of fifty-three. The left, sensing my disapproval, lets the phone back down into its cradle. If I transport that hand to Dr. Heller, he'll say, There's nothing wrong with you, Ben. Take a vacation. How does he know God's plans for me? I'm in the business of surprises. Doctors are surprised by surprise. They have no business practicing medicine. I buzz for Charlotte. I want to know if she can see the difference between my two hands. Advancing on my desk, she says, Ben, don't give me anything else to do until I finish the loyalty letters. I better forget my hands. Charlotte, what's the name of that woman? The ingenue? The older one who knows me. Harriet Barnes. She understudied Duza and Bernhardt. You must learn to be kinder, Charlotte. Didn't she star in Breakway? Heading for the door, Charlotte says, 
I'll get rid of both of them. I've got fourteen of those letters to go. They were all, of course, to previous investors who'd profited mightily from Ben Riller Productions and, afraid of a lion of a play, had passed on the best revenge. We've shared opportunities in the theater, the letter said, that have enriched our cultural heritage and produced a handsome return on investment at the same time. While there's never a guarantee that a particular production will work, my instinct and experience both tell me that the best revenge is worth my while. Shouldn't it also be worth your while to be a limited partner of mine once again and share the benefits of this production? There are a few units still left, and I'll save one of these units for you until I get your phone call. As ever. As bullshit. Most of the units were left, not a few. And the hard-assed recipients of my loyalty letter probably won't bother to call. No is no, not this one. Too chancy. Too many problems. See you next time if you're around. Pick up the phone. Call him. Get off my back, Pop. Although Manucci always helped me. I am not you. I can't waste time. I told you the best way to move is like a duck, calm on the surface, paddling like hell underneath. Pop, I don't need lectures. Ben, you're an upside-down duck, paddling against the air and wondering why you're not getting anywhere. Let Manucci help you the way he helped me. To an early grave, Pop. Louis would have spoken to me even if Charlotte were still in the room. The first time she ever caught me communing with him, she didn't point a finger to her temple as any other secretary would have. "'It's okay,' she said. "'Joan of Arc heard voices. Why shouldn't you?' I buzzed her. "'Now what?' she asked. "'There's nothing in my box except variety. "'You want me to send you one of the letters I'm trying to type? "'Where's my mail? "'Censored. You don't want to read any of it. "'I'll put them in your autobiography file. "'What did the process server have?' I threw it in the waste basket. I'll fish it out and send it over to Ezra. When you leave. Which is how soon? Are they gone? I'm all alone, except for you. Her first year here, Charlotte had said to me, I like your hair. A sentence that hung in the air between us for a week before I learned she was as wedlocked as I am. I opened my office door a crack. How nice, just Charlotte typing away. I announced, I'm heading for the theater to catch the rehearsal. "'Call Ezra,' said Charlotte, without taking her eyes off her work. "'I've got nothing more to say to him. He's trying to help, Ben. "'The only way he can help is to get rich quick and lend me the money.' "'With the tip of my forefinger I slit my throat. "'I am up to here with advice. "'I guess that includes my reminders as to who you're supposed to call. "'Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte, I don't need reminders. I need money.' Charlotte, the kind, stopped typing and put the palms of her hands together. If I had the money, Ben, you know I'd give it to you. You'd be crazy. Then why should anyone else invest? Who believes in you more than I do, besides Jane? Obeisance to the wife. I am not a religion I don't want to be believed in. This play is a business proposition like all the others. It isn't, Ben. You read it? You didn't hire me as a critic. You always criticize me. I don't see why you stop at a mere play. I had to see why everyone is saying no. Well? I kind of liked it. You did. In fact, I thought it was pretty great. I went around to Charlotte's preserve, her side of the desk. Her hands quickly went to her typewriter keys for safety. 
What are you doing? she said. Don't scream. I kissed the side of her face. What do I know? she said. Alex the pencil hates it. I don't want accountants reading plays. He didn't read it, he just did the numbers. I'm going down to the theater. Call Ezra first. I'll take the kiss back if you say that once more. Her right hand left the typewriter just long enough to wave her fingers goodbye. Farewell, I said. Charlotte stopped typing. Some of these are sure to come through, Ben. In the unlikely event they all came through for a unit each, it would still leave us sixty yards from a touchdown and not a prospect in sight. Sending out the letters gave Charlotte hope. Hope is the immune system's first line of defense. Why should I interfere? I walked past out-of-towners pointing at the marquees, snapping future memories, exciting each other about actually being on the Great White Way in person at last. Be warned, I thought, this place will snow you blind. Broadway isn't Broadway anymore. I was down to letters nobody would answer. Last night Jane said, We need to be candid now. Oh, come on now, Jane, I said. You were candid from the word go. Eighteen years ago you said, Ben, I'm going to rescue you from all those clustering females because you're an energy machine, a human rocket. You get things done, and between your fits of temper you can be a vastly entertaining man. That was then. What she said last night was, Ben, stop clowning and pay attention. We need to be candid about money. Money? Oh, yes, the ultimate goad, spur, stimulus, incitement. The fundamental fuel and the drive to power, I remember it well. Good women avoid weak men. Weakening men. I almost tripped over Mustard, the legless wonder on his skateboard platform, cap held out.